Hey, seventh grade. So there's no uh, lesson for today. Uh, or let me take that back. There is a lesson. Uh, I'm doing it right now, but there's no assignment I meant to say uh, for today. So just uh, keep that in mind. Uh, what we we're talking about. So yesterday you went through and you looked at some of the, the different uh, decisions people make when they go to vote. You talked about rational choice and the fact that you're going to vote based on what's best for you. We talked about retrospective voting, which is where you look at what has happened. You looked at prospective voting, which is what's going to happen in the future based on your expectations. And then we talked about party line voting, which is um, where you just vote for the, the letter or the name next to the name. All right. Uh, today, let's talk about voter turnout. Now, you looked, you started looking at some demographics yesterday um, from the New York Times uh, polling that took place after the 2016 election. And you saw some of the numbers and hopefully you looked at some of the trends and you're able to detect some of that. So we're going to talk about four things that affect um, or influence voter turnout. And we're going to look at four things that influence voter choice. Okay. And when I say look, uh, talk about and these these items are on e-class if you are a visual person and you want to have it open it's on the activity feed uh, you can go and have it open while i talk about it so uh, if you want to do that go ahead all righty uh but the first step is national versus state controlled elections right now keep in mind we don't have national elections and what we're getting at here is how would this stuff affect voter turnout you know if we did have national elections from the state controlled elections that we have now. So right now we have where every election, whether it's federal, like the one we have coming up in, in November, uh, or only state stuff or local stuff, is all run by the states. There is no federal election mandate that, hey, we're gonna run this stuff and all that kind of stuff. I personally, and this is kind of my personal opinion, maybe you feel differently, but if we were to have a federal election, it might make it easier and make it more likely for people to turn out to vote because they might place more importance on it. Right now, at the state level, they don't place a great deal of importance uh, on every single election. Right? But if it was national, and it was more of a national thing, also they might have some national standards where we would have everything kind of the same instead of it varying from state to state. So there are some things that I think could contribute to a higher voter turnout if we were to nationalize our elections. I don't think we're going to anytime soon. So it's not something I'm saying, oh, it's going to happen. Um, I definitely think we're going to stick with the states and let them continue to control the elections. But it's something that uh, I think could possibly increase the, the voter turnout or maybe it decreases. Who knows? OK, there's not a right or wrong answer here for this. So uh, next up is voter registration laws and procedures. Now, voter registration, um, you probably know that the history from U.S. history uh, last year, um, you probably understand it, you know, that we have had a history in this country of suppressing people's votes through voter registration laws and making it difficult to register to vote. We had to have a whole Voting Rights Act in 1965 uh, to make sure we could get people registered to vote. So there is a history of it. Today, there are still some issues with the, the system, but for the most part, most places, I think it's pretty easy to vote, I mean, uh, to register to vote. So because it's easier to register to vote, in theory, turnout should increase, okay? So <clears throat> you know, here in Georgia, in Gwinnett specifically, it's very easy to register to vote. If you have not done so, uh, it's just a, a little online form and we'll have a voter drive next Friday actually. So if you want to register to vote in your school, you can. Um, but voter registration laws, the easier they are, the more likely people are to go out and vote. The harder they are, the less, like, less likely. So voter turnout is affected through that way. 
Now, the federal government has tried to make it easier through things like the motor voter law, where they said you can register the DM and things like that. So there has been a push and a move to make it easier to register. But once again, there's not a national thing. It's still a state by state thing. Next up is voting incentives or penalties or fines. Now, we don't have these things. Okay, so here in America, we don't have, there's no incentive to go vote. There's no, there's no monetary incentive. There's no, nothing along those lines. It's just, hey, it's your civic duty to go vote. But if you don't go vote, so let's say you pull all, all nighter on that Monday night, and you're like, I'm just going to stay up all night, and then I'm going to sleep all day on Tuesday. You can do that. You don't have to go vote. There's no, no penalty. There's no fine to vote. So what's the question is, is if there were incentives. So if they were to say, hey, if you go vote, then you get a $25 tax credit. So you don't you basically get free twenty five dollars on your taxes or something like or something like that. Okay, some kind of incentive to go vote. Um, then that might increase voter turnout. Or if they were to say, hey, you are going to get fined and you're going to owe fifty dollars if you don't go vote. Well, that would incentivize people to go vote also. So just something we don't have here in America. But if we did, voter turnout in theory might go up. Okay. Some voter term might go up. Now, the election type, midterm versus presidential, this is a big one uh, because presidential elections are going to have a higher voter turnout than midterm elections. All right. So that's just that's just the way it is. People put more of an emphasis on the president. Personally, I think that's wrong. I personally think we should be more focused on our congressional elections because they're the ones that make the laws that we have to follow. Uh, whereas the president, yes, the president does stuff. But at the end of the day, he's reliant quite heavily, actually, on Congress to get anything done. So, but more people turn out for the presidential election. So the voter turnout for this 2020 election will be greater than it was in 2018. If you're not sure what presidential versus midterm means, so every four years, so 2016, 20, 24, 28, 32, so on and so forth, we'll have presidential elections and they'll get elected for a four-year term. We'll also have elections in the middle of their term because Congress runs every two years. So there was a midterm election in 2018, middle of President Trump's term. Um, people don't turn out for those because they don't place as much of an importance on the congressional elections like they should. Once again, personal opinion, not trying to sway you, make you think one thing or another, but uh, I personally think the congressional elections, and especially our state congressional elections, are very important. Okay? So those are things affecting turnout. Let's switch gears now to your personal choice. And first up there is party identification and ideological orientation. So when you go to the, the voting booth on November 3rd or you fill out your little absentee ballot, some people are going to use party identification to drive their choices. So if they identify as a Republican, they're probably going to vote Republican. If they identify Democrat, they're probably going to vote Democrat. It's just how it goes. So that is going to affect your choice and your choices. Okay. Ideology, and that's the easy way to vote. Hey, I'm Republican. Let me just go vote Republican. Hey, I'm Democrat. Let me just go vote on Democrat. So that yeah, makes it easy. Ideological, you do have to spend a little more time because you have to really kind of research the candidates a little bit more, and you got to decide, is this person who I want to vote for? Do they match up with my ideologies? Yeah, I know they're Republican, but I kind of like what they have to say about this. They're Democrat, but I, I like their their issue, their uh, their stance on this plat on this issue. I'm struggling right now. Uh, but anyways, so that that's going to affect your choice though. Where you're, what you identify as party wise, and then what you identify with your ideologies, and if you want to vote for people who are going to line up with your ideologies. All right, candidate characteristics. This is a huge one, and in my opinion, and I know my opinions, you know, whatever, uh, but I think more people are going to turn out to vote for this election, for this presidential election, and for the president, either Trump or Biden, just based on characteristics. 
Okay, I, I think some people are not even going to pay any attention to what Trump's record is. They're not going to pay any attention to what Biden's record is in his time in the in Congress and then his time as vice president. That's all out the window. And they're only voting based on the characteristics. And some people are going to vote for Joe Biden just because orange man bad. We don't like Trump. OK, and some people are going to vote for Donald Trump just because they do like some of his characteristics, but they also don't like Biden's characteristics. Oh, he's too old. He's this, this and this. OK, for me personally, this is going to be one of those character driven elections in a long time. And it's based on people, based on our candidates, characters versus what they what they actually do and what their policies are. But that's something that plays a role, his characteristics. And you know, if that's how you're going to vote, if you're going to vote because orange man bad, I'm voting for Biden, or I'm voting for Trump because I don't like Biden because he's canceled 13, 14 days worth of uh, political campaigning this month because of whatever by 8 a.m., then that's okay. That's your choice. Okay, you get to make those choices, and you can vote just because of that. If you want to go into the the, the polls on 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 the on uh, November 3rd, and you're like, that's a pretty name. I like that name. That's your choice too. All right, no one can stop you. Once again, there's no incentives and there's no fines for you voting or not voting or voting the way you want to. All right, last two, uh, contemporary political issues. Uh, this should play more of a role, but I don't know that it does. I, I, let, me, let me take that back. It does. Okay, the, the issues that are out there play a role. I just personally think people are more concerned about the characteristics that this go around than they are the issues. But the issues do play a role. And there is a, a debate coming up on Tuesday. I would encourage you to watch it. Um, and let's see how much of the debate is about characteristics versus how much of it is about policy, because both sides are going to go after both things. They're going to go after Trump's characteristics and Biden's characteristics. They're also going to go after their, after their policy stances and they're going to you know, challenge those. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how much of this stuff all right, shows up in the debates when you watch them on Tuesday. So please do that. Uh, anyways, contemporary political issues. That's just the stuff that's ongoing. So the contemporary stuff is just today's issues. And, you know, you have the the regulars, gun control, abortion, all that kind of stuff. Uh, something new that's popped up is the the appointment of a, a new justice to the Supreme Court because you had Ruth Gator, Gator Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, pass away last Friday. Uh, so, you know, that that's an issue right now. So these issues play a role in your choice. And obviously, you know, if someone lines up with what you believe and and, you know, says one thing about the issues that you feel strongly about, you're probably going to vote for. So it plays a role in your choices there. Okay. Uh, now we will have a, a discussion about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, probably on Tuesday during our live session for seventh period people. Um, so uh, anyways, I'll talk more about that then. Okay. But it is something we need to talk about. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, the whole political back and forth drama that's going on there. Finally, you have religious beliefs, affiliation, gender, race, all that kind of stuff. And all this means is that um, you looked at some demographic data yesterday uh, in that New York Times thing. And we could probably make a pretty good guess based on your demographics of how you're going to vote. Okay, it, it just plays a role. Just, you know, there are people who look just at data and they have been able to determine, hey, if you're this race, you're probably going to vote this way. If you're this sex, you're probably going to vote this way. If you're this religion, you're probably going to vote this way. Just looking, digging through the data and making those kinds of decisions. Okay. Uh, but it does play a role. Okay. It does play a role. Um, so just understand that when you go 
you know, obviously you are an individual and it doesn't really matter what the data says. You're going to vote how you want to vote. But overall, at the macro level, when we're talking about, hey, the big giant worldview, you know, more than likely people of that race, people of that religion, people of that sex, people of that whatever are probably going to vote this way. So that's all that is. All right, guys. So that is it for today. So little short thing. Uh, don't forget your comments are due on Sunday night to your blogs. So be sure you get those done and turn into the same Dropbox that you uh, put your what you call it in your uh, your your blog in. OK, remember, I do this just because it's it's a time saver for me. OK, let's say that I'm going through and I'm looking for for Chris Daniels comments. And there's 93 blogs. So I go and I click on this blog. OK, Kristen, comment there. Let me go to the second one, the third one, the fourth one. I don't find his comments until blog number 92 and 93. That's going to be a tremendous waste of my time. All righty. Uh, and it's going to extend the time that I can grade. It takes to grade your stuff. So just keep that in mind. That's why I ask you to do that. All right, guys, I hope you all have a very great weekend. Uh, get caught up on work that you need to. Let me know if I can help you with anything. If you're missing anything and you need me to open up something, uh, let me know. Shoot me a remind text or an email and uh, we'll get it taken care of. Want your grades to get uh, as good as possible. All right, guys, um, let me know if I can help you all. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>